This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of that Citizen Capital studio in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Got the newscast coming up here in just a second. There is a poll cast over the city, my friend. Oh, yeah? Ex-intelligence officials. Oh. They have to they have to operate in the shadows now. Or a vindictive Trump administration will take away their fucking security clearance. I know we talked really, about it Really, the biggest the losers here are the cable news networks who uh, no longer can roster up. Uh, a bunch of people with top secret clearances. I thought you were re- initially referring to the uh, Paul of Ivanka Trump shutting down her brand. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. I know. We talked about it on the show yesterday, the security clearance thing. But it did. It was just breaking news when we uh, recorded the show, basically. And uh, th- there have been a lot of a lot of people upset about it all day. So. I I don't know. I just wanted to banter about it. Uh, Also, an interesting read for anybody. We don't cover it on today's newscast, but if you all are looking for an interesting read, check out the indictment of the fire Festival guy, which was (laughs) dropped. Uh, The settlement papers, I guess, he has settled. Well, it was the uh, SEC charges. He he faces criminal uh, charges for bank fraud. Uh, I think he he pleaded guilty already to some of that, but th- this was specifically charges from the SEC because to put on Firefest, he uh, he lied, he, he to, lied investors. to investors. But it it really, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm no expert investor, but I was I, <laughs> I was reading through the uh, 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 the the complaint and it sounds pretty embarrassing. Like, I don't know if I would want to claim money if I were an investor. Like, that's not a great thing to have yeah. on your resume. That you got duped by the Firefest but, guy. You <laughs> duped by the Firefest guy who was lying thing. He was lying about things. Like he said, they had like, you know, like $150 million and this or that. And they had like $50,000. And he was saying they had like real estate in the Bahamas and they had none. And, you know, also all manners of, of forgeries of, uh, of statements and stuff where it seemed like maybe maybe a phone call or two could have cleared things up. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's with this and and with Tesla. Like do you remember how around the time of the 2008 crash the uh, Bernie Madoff thing came out? Yeah. Yeah, we're we're I think we're due for another uh, double this is coincidence. Symptomatic of a, a major crash coming. I mean, well, I don't know. That, sort of that, scammers. That's that's probably a bit cheap. I think I think the crashes to a certain extent cause the uh, pyramid schemes to tumble. Mm. You know, I mean, Madoff. Uh, I I don't think he would have been caught when he did absent the uh, collapse of credit markets. So I I don't know. I mean. It's all one big uh, Ponzi scheme, man. I guess that's what Stock I'm saying. Stock market, man. It's a big Ponzi scheme. Uh, hello to everyone watching, all our Patreon subscribers who, uh, for $5 a month, can watch the live stream of this show. We got Roy, who said he's late, and he's wondering if we covered Sam Knight's shirt yet. Uh, we did in the pre-show, 
for the listeners who haven't subscribed and can't watch, Sam is wearing an oversized District Sentinel shirt depicting John McCain that says never been mad because John McCain, of course, has never been mad. The reason I'm wearing that shirt is I was caught in a downpour yeah. this morning without my umbrella, though. Yeah. Uh, Ryan said you need a belt over that shirt. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. It is a big shirt, but... Look, it's a comfortable shirt. If you did wear a belt, you could almost wear it as like a dress. Almost. It blows down. Yeah. It'd be pretty stylish, I think. Yeah. It's a good shirt. Uh, become a subscriber. $15 a month. You get shirts. You could get the John McCain shirt, which uh, soon to be a collector's item. Uh, also, for $5 a month, you can get a haiku written about you by the two Sams. And we have a few to read right now. This is for Lizard Rumsfeld. (laughs) Week of July rain. Outside is like a sauna. Better stay online. Thank you, Lizard Rumsfeld. This one's for Kevin. Online is hot too. Scorched by takes, burned by the owns. Best play GTA. Thank you, Kevin. Yes, thank you, Kevin. And thank you to all the new subscribers on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash district sentinel. It's Tuesday, July 24th, 2018. Here's the news. Recently, the Supreme Court said that states can collect sales tax on companies without a physical presence inside the state itself. To highlight the relative complexity of the issue, the 5-4 ruling in South Dakota v. Wayfair wasn't split along party lines. Chief Justice John Roberts sided with the minority alongside three liberals, including Sonia Sotomayor. But with Congress now forced to deal with another major tax issue, Republicans and their slimiest pals are circling like vultures. Today, the House Judiciary Committee held a hearing on the issue featuring testimony from the far right wing of the corporate lobby. Witnesses included Grover Norquist, a representative from ALEC, the American Legislative Exchange Council, and the National Taxpayers Union, all of whom have the most hardline views on low taxes for the rich and privatization. At one point, Norquist falsely claimed that Washington state has imposed a retroactive sales tax in a warning to the committee about what they shouldn't do. Here was Washington Democrat Pramila Jayapal setting the record straight. The reality is that states had to address this because we had no other option. We needed to uh, address the very real changes in our economy and the shift to this online shopping and the technology that changed the economy. And that's why Washington State last year decided that it had to act, and we enacted a law that requires online sellers delivering products to our state to pay our sales tax. It's absolutely in line with what the Supreme Court just decided in Wayfair. And today, Washington State expects to bring in $432 million in its first year to pay for our very essential services. Mm, A lot of money for essential services. I can't imagine why uh, Grover Norquist would be against this and also mischaracterize it. I don't know. So Jayapal then asked Norquist to explain his remark about the um, Washington retroactive sales tax, which he made up, and uh, Grover did not exactly shine. No. 
you were retroactively um, uh, taxing uh, from the state. Not on the sales tax, on a different issue. The question was... Exactly. States, let me just, so let me just say... states on do retroactive taxation? Yes, okay, they Mr. do. Okay, Mr. Norquist, you said in response to the chairman's question about retroactivity yeah. in, in this issue, you said Washington State. I want to correct the record and make it very clear you that can our read my sales, statement. Mr. Norquist, it's it is not my wrong. time reclaiming my time. Thank you very much. It is... Absolutely, I want to state for the record that our Washington state law does not allow for retroactive collection on this issue. And I want to make it clear. On this Mr. issue. I am not asking for your comment. Thank you very much. Get it okay. anyway. Free country. <laughs> free country. Free country. Free country. Every asshole, every right-wing asshole who loses the debate, free country. <laughs> like, honestly, I, I mean, yeah. I haven't heard someone use the, I could do whatever I want. It's a free country line since like middle school. I mean, especially during a congressional hearing where, uh, I don't know if you were in the audience and if you were in the gallery and you started yelling free country, free country, <laughs> the Capitol police would come in and whoop the shit out of you or at least drag you out of the room. Grover Norquist used to host a show on One America News for a brief period of time that I used to make appearances on in debate with Grover Norquist. And he's as dumb as this fucking table, <laughs> but he is the most likely person to obnoxiously say, nah, it's a free country. Well, wasn't his show was basically canceled by yeah. One America News. Yeah, wasn't it was it? too bad. I mean, it like, was bad. It, within the fucking right wing gravy train media sphere and being a guy like Grover Norquist, who's such a rock star uh, within the right wing. Couldn't fucking, cut it. He, he couldn't even cut it. He's such a. Oh, my God. Free country. Uh, didn't play the clip, but Jayapal also then asked the chair to instruct the witnesses to only answer questions when asked, and uh, she was also given another minute of time. President Trump is trying to ensure that farmers and ranchers who voted for him don't suffer too much under his trade war. The administration is proposing a $12 billion bailout package for U.S. farmers affected by retaliatory tariffs from nations like China which began taxing U.S. imports like soybeans and beef after Trump moved to tax foreign imports like Chinese technology and machinery. One part of the plan is to use existing U.S. Department of Agriculture authority to buy up excess supply of agricultural products in order to nudge up domestic prices. Politico reports that the aid program will focus on the dairy sector. Always the salesman here, Trump is also rolling out new hats similar to the red MAGA ones, but these are John Deere colored green and yellow hats that read, Make America's Farmers Great Again. Trump roiled congressional Republicans with this plan and with just his general talk of tariffs. He tweeted today, Tariffs are the greatest. Tariffs are not great, Republican Senator Pat Toomey responded afterward. Fellow Republican Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin was also not pleased with the tariff talk or the announcement of aid to U.S. farmers. He said, quote, this is becoming more and more like a Soviet type of economy here. Buddy, I wish. A federal judge in New York lashed out at the Trump administration at a hearing in a deportation case that has made national headlines. It involves a pizza it involves a pizza delivery driver who was detained after making an order to an army base. Today, Judge Paul Crotty questioned why ICE wanted to start deportation proceedings for Pablo Villavicencio, 
The 35-year-old man is married to a U.S. citizen. The couple have two daughters who are two and four years old. Crotty made no ruling in the case, but supporters told AFP they hoped Via Vicencio would be, reun- would be reunited with his family soon. He was first arrested on June 1st after making a delivery to Fort Hamilton in Brooklyn. A military policeman ran a background check after becoming suspicious of Via Vicencio's New York State ID card. What a goddamn snitch fucking yeah. coward that guy is who called ICE. This, uh, th- by the way, this is exactly what you'd expect from someone who not only joins the U.S. military, but then <laughs> becomes a cop within the U.S. military. <laughs> anyway, this is a uh, truly sad and disturbing story already. Whatever the outcome, Via Vicencio obviously never should have been detained here. It's fucked up. Let's hope he and his family are reunited soon. But at least, at the very least, this shows that undocumented immigrants and pizza delivery drivers are braver than the troops. A majority of Americans, finally today, a majority of Americans think the piss tape or something like the piss tape is real. New Quinnipiac poll shows that 51% of Americans believe that the Russian government has compromising information about President Trump. That's right, a majority of Americans think that the president of the United States is compromised. Wild times right now. (laughs) Wild times we're living in. 35% of Americans don't believe that's the case. Respondents were sharply divided on party lines, with 70% of Republicans saying Putin doesn't have anything on Trump. Meanwhile, in a related story, here in D.C., former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort is getting ready for his trial in September. He faces charges of conspiracy, money laundering, failure to register as a foreign agent, making false statements on foreign agent registration acts, uh, forms, and obstruction of justice. It's quite a a few charges. Uh, One thing Manafort might be clear of, though, colluding with the Russian government. Prosecutors announced this week that they do not plan to show any evidence at trial implicating Mr. Manafort with coordinating with the Russian government in its alleged interference campaign during the 2016 election. Which is kind of funny because I figured if there was one person most likely coordinating with the Kremlin, it would be Manafort, given his previous ties. But it doesn't much matter, though. All the other charges Manafort is facing could put him behind bars for the rest of his life. And as someone who's against prisons, it brings me no pleasure to report that. Do you remember a few years ago when Joshua Trevino was fired from The Guardian and it was revealed that he was a Malaysian lobbyist who never registered under FARA? Yeah. I mean, he eventually registered, but I wonder why he wasn't prosecuted. I mean... I, I guess he they, you can register retroactively. Yeah. I, I don't know why Manafort didn't, but whatever. Uh, this... Not registering as a foreign agent uh, is becoming a much more serious crime than it used to be, even though it is a a serious crime. I mean, you want people registering when they're influence peddlers. Yeah. And you have to register as a lobbyist in general. True, 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 true. So that's that's good. I remember, though, Trevino from when we... uh, from the early days of Twitter fighting, uh, when he would uh, call you out, and then we exposed him as a Malaysian shill. <laughs> Not that he's Malaysian, but that he's shilling for the Malaysian government. Right, right. Uh, hey, and like like you said, or in the spirit of what you said, not that I am pro prison. I'm just wondering why. Uh, where's Trevino's uh, indictment? Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for the newscast. Let's check out the listener rant line before we go. Plastic straws guilty, they amount for 
tons of plastic waste in the ocean, oceans uh, with plastic bags and other plastic products. Uh, the fish we're eating uh, consists largely of plastic. So therefore, the district sentinel boys are guilty and deserve the garbage can. I should also say that I'm heading down to Daytona and stomp around on Sam Sachs' uh, hometown, view all the plastic on the beach, that shithole redneck town that is Daytona Beach. Uh, I am not going to attempt to correct the caller on that issue. What, um, what was that fish restaurant with the funny name? There was a fish restaurant with the funny name that where Florida in Florida somewhere. Krabby yeah, Joe's Krabby or Joe's. No, it, it was some other chain restaurant like Big Guppy or Huge Hog or something. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that. But, uh, I, you know, Keister makes a good point. We brought up plastic straws. Surfboard Willie's the Sentinel cast last week about whether they should be guilty or innocent. You pushed hard for them for being innocent. I remember. You were the main reason why we found plastic straws innocent. Well, where's your dissenting opinion? <laughs> I thought uh, so. Keister had a good one there. Fellas, how the fuck is present a vote? Like, presence? That's not, like, I mean, I guess for, like, attendance purposes, like roll call or whatever. Like, you, but, like when it comes to voting, how can you vote present? Like, that's not a vote. That's not a yes or no. Like, that shouldn't even be allowed. You should be required to just not show up and not be doing your job so you can get voted out. Or pick a side. You can't just be, like, present. Like, in what other context does that work? Like, if you propose to someone, will you marry me? And she's, like, present. Um, okay. So you, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Whatever. All right, well, I guess I'm going to go eat some of this cupcake paper. So, goodbye. Good point. A uh, bunch of Democrats, when they had a chance, uh, when the ICE resolution came up last week, the in support of ICE resolution, they could have voted it down. Instead, they all just voted present. Present. It's a uh, fancy way of saying abstain like a coward. What's up? This is Macho Man, Rand Paul's neighbor. Um, just calling to sort of wonder aloud uh, why the fuck Rand Paul gives it that, uh, you know, former CIA officials are leaking state secrets. Like, am I supposed to... I might have to drop the elbow on him uh, one more time just to remind him that he's supposed to be a libertarian, uh, uh, you know, and that the government shouldn't have any secrets. I thought that was, like, one of their principles, but, you know, whatever. Uh, also, um, just gonna, you know, issue sort of a friendly hello to neighbor science. Uh, there is room for two neighbors. Rand Paul's house does have a right side and a left side, but if one more neighbor shows up, we might have a problem. We have to do this Lucha de Apuesta style, handle versus handle versus handle. There can only be two neighbors. So if that third neighbor's out there, be ready. There's Macho Man, Rand Paul's neighbor, finding uh, finding solidarity with another neighbor subscriber of ours. Yeah, uh, that that's a good point too. I mean, 
I don't think John Brennan, a former CIA director, should be out there criticizing civilian officials or elected officials or whatever. I guess the president is technically a civilian and a military official. But uh, yeah, at, at, at any rate, Rand Paul hand-wringing like a fucking lanyard about uh, uh, about fucking security clearances. There's a lot of hand-wringing on both sides of the It's hard to take Rand Paul here. seriously on it, anything it, he does. But again, it's hard It's hard to get fucking worked up over, like, I, like even even criticizing Rand Paul, there's, like, this tacit, like, it, there's this tacit subtext of, sir, how dare you take away the security clearances? <laughs> and it's like, oh, dude, who cares? <laughs> All right, one last call today. Hello uh, to Nate, so whatever your name is. Uh, this is Elon Musk again. Uh, my, my senior engineer at Tesla was begging me to go home to his family, and uh, he told me uh, while he was doing this that uh, you did mention on the show me and how important I am. And he said that it was about the Republican donations, but uh, he, he never mentioned the uh, donations to the transhumanist party that I've, that I've done. Um, I've donated a lot of money to them, um, and, you know, I, I think what's more important than the Republican values is being able to modify the human body so that me and all my friends can have boring company flamethrowers on our hands. So um, if you could just mention that or play this call, uh, I would really appreciate it. Uh, anyway, I have to go uh, force my uh, workers to listen to some more podcasts, so I'll, I'll talk to you later. Elon's been calling in regularly now. He calls in like once a week. Glad we, I'm glad we're on his uh, radar, our little podcast. I don't know. I, I feel like this has a potential to backfire. <laughs> anything anything could, I suppose. That's going to do it. Anything built by Elon Musk. Anything uh, tied to Elon Musk. Yeah. How many rockets has that guy exploded? Uh, a few. <laughs> a few. A few. A few. That's going to do it. Thanks for tuning in. Call the rant line 202-684-6108. Sponsors of the show include the Congressional Dish podcast, hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Other sponsors, levelnews.org and Citizen Capital. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Tune in by searching for District Sentinel Radio. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Tell your friends to listen. Also consider subscribing on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel, five bucks a month. Get you access to bonus content, the weekly Sentinel cast, the zine, a vote in garbage can proceedings, and the live stream of this show. The newscast is back tomorrow. We're in D.C., so you don't have to be.